On today's episode of Brooklyn Banter, Matt and I discussed the awful loss the Nets just took to the Knicks. That was embarrassing, but we had to talk about it. Uh, We had to talk about where the Nets are right now. And to end the show, we talk about Matt's insanely hot gambling streak. Uh, Tune into the end of the show to see how many units he's up, but this streak he's on is incredible. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Follow us on Spotify and Apple. Thank you all so much who's been listening so far. And now, let the banter begin. Welcome back to Brooklyn Banter. Today is December 20th, and I'm not really in a good mood at all. Matt, you in a good mood? that was a tough game. Uh, how you feeling? Yeah, I just, you know, I just I just said it right before we started, and I just hate losing to the Knicks. Uh, just, a, you know, a de- demoralizing loss again, especially after coming off of that Utah uh, just no-show on Monday. We, we, we got outworked. We got out-hustled by the Knicks tonight, um, and, and, you know, they just wanted it more. You know, every time we had a little run, uh, they kind of just answered right back, brought it back up to 18, 20 points, and, uh, you know, the, the Nets just don't seem like the same team. Uh, since that back-to-back uh, in Denver, we're uh, you know now on a four-game losing streak, and uh, you know we get the luxury of hosting Denver again at home on uh, on Friday night uh, before uh, potentially you know snapping Detroit, Detroit's streak on uh, Saturday. So <laughs> obviously uh, a different mood than we've been in since the you know last couple episodes, but just just not a great not a great uh, game tonight, and uh, it just sucks losing to you know the crosstown rivals. The Nets are now officially under 500 at 13 and 14. Uh, we just lost to the Knicks, uh, our crosstown rivals, by 19 points. Julius Randle had 26 points. He dominated us throughout the entire first half. I think he had 19 points in the first half. Yeah. Uh, the Knicks seemed to pull away in the third quarter. Uh, they took the lead at one point by uh, 22 points, I think. And then the Nets cut it back down, and like they were actually fighting, got it back down to around ten. And then when the fourth quarter fourth quarter started, it was uh, a bit of a repeat of the third quarter, and the Knicks completely blew. You know, they just they kicked the Nets' ass. I mean, in every in every shape or form, they kicked the Nets' ass tonight. The Nets shot thirty six percent from the field tonight. The Knicks shot forty percent from the three. It's uh, the same old story with with the defense. Uh, the Nets are now. I think it's one in twelve when we let up 120 points, and one uh, thirteen 12, now. Yeah, we are one in thirteen now, and uh, twelve and one when we don't. So uh, the defense needs to uh, step up, and it's you know us Nets fans over the last few years uh, aren't used to losing to the Knicks, and so tonight was kind of a, a, a tough pill to swallow, and it was really just a tough watch. Uh, was there any any bright spots from your point of view regarding this Nets team and how we played, yeah. or, or not so much? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we wasted, like, Cam Johnson's best game of the year. He's been 8 for 14, 4 from 6 from 3. Um, but, again, he's only getting to line one time, and it was an and one. Uh, so, like, he just needs to be more aggressive. I, he, I mean, he did go <clears throat> to the basket a, little, a lot more today. Um, but, yeah, just, like, me, not a lot of great points to take out of it. Um, the team just comes out, and with no energy, uh, Knicks go off on a 16-5 to run to start the first. Uh, you know, we, we clawed back in in the second there. I mean, it's kind of been the story of what we've seen the last couple games. Uh, we let these teams get big leads and then we kind of claw, back, claw our way back in there. Uh, we saw it against Golden State as well. And just when you're on these, you know, 
road trips out west and obviously we can't use that uh as an excuse because the knicks just came out from the west as well but it's just rough you know 16-5 run to start the first and the knicks going on 11-0 run to start the third and then they kind of uh you know we, we claw back in like you said uh within i think we got within four uh, right. but you know it was, it was around nine points and bridges misses another shot like he was all night uh, from the corner, which he was been, he's been automatic all year, and the Knicks just kind of go on a twelve zero run from the end of the third to the beginning of the fourth. So, like bright spots. I mean, Cam Johnson, I guess if you want to call it um, that. Me, but for me, it was Cam Johnson too. Uh, in yeah. the third quarter, that was the best quarter of basketball I've seen him play all year. Uh, there was, I think, three possessions in a row where he hit a three, then he drove to the basket, and then he played great defense on Jalen Brunson. Uh, drove the fast break and kicked it to Bridges to, uh, in the corner for a three, which like, got us back down to seven points. But I think we're, you know, we haven't talked about this yet, but there there seems to be an elephant in the room when it comes to this Nets team. And it's it's the play of Mikael Bridges. I mean, he hasn't been playing up to par. He hasn't been playing up to how he was advertised by the franchise. He just hasn't been good enough. And I know he's been very clear in the media when it comes to, well, you know, him taking responsibility and him, you know, being very communicative with the fans that he knows he needs to play better. But just looking at his numbers tonight, four of 21 from the field, one of eight from three, minus 17 and 15 points. You could just tell he kept trying to get himself going, but it was, you know, it was hurting the team because no matter how much he tried, he couldn't make a mid-range shot. He couldn't hit a three-pointer. And every time he got to the rim, he tried to get fouled, chuck up some sort of shot. So, I mean, Matt, what are your thoughts on Mikael Bridges? This guy does not seem to be the superstar that uh, we, we saw earlier in the season and we saw in the 2022 season. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's going to be a scary stat that I'm going to throw out there, but he's 8 of 37 in the last two games, which I'm not even, I don't even want to look at what percentage that is. It's just not good for, you know, this, your star player. And, and that's what Bridges needs to be. He needs to be our number one guy. I know everyone's in love with Cam, um, and, and Cam's a great asset on, on offense. I just, it, it's, it's a little scary to think about JV's words in the beginning of the year where he said he didn't really have any plays run for, for Bridges. And it's almost looking that way. Um, because it's it's almost like Bridges, not that Bridges is taking bad shots, because I thought all of his shots that he took tonight were not forced. They 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 looked good. They were just a lot of them were rattling in and out. Um, but it, it's almost like he has to force his way to get to his spots, and it's not really like, hey, let's run a play for Bridges to get him an open look, to get him to get him a nice clean uh, shot, so that he can see the ball go through the basket, and then he can work his way in there. Um, so it's just it's frustrating. Um. I know a lot of people are going to kill him for taking shots, but you know, I, I like, I like the fact that he kept going at it, trying to see the ball go through and, and, you know, that's going to do, and hopefully that helps him out to come in on Friday and Saturday to get more up. I, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I think, I think it was back in like 2014, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, Darren Williams finished a game going like 0 for 9 from a game and, and Kobe Bryant just ripped him apart. and was like it, going 0 for 9, you kind of just, you psyched yourself out of the game. You defeated yourself. Uh, and Kobe was like, you should go 0 for 30 because um, you're just giving up on yourself. But you, that, that's that Kobe that, mentality. So, like Kobe to me. <laughs> yeah, so I, mean, I, I, li- I like that Bridges kept on going for it. It's obviously frustrating for Nets fans to see because we're getting beat by our crosstown rivals and, and Bridges coming down the floor every time and he's, you know, he's going 4 for 21. But I like it. Uh, but I mean, listen, gotta, Matt, it, just quickly, I, I liked it too. The fact that he was going like trying, you know, to get going. And in fact, I thought after the, 
the game in Utah where he went three for 16, I was like, Bridges is not the type of player to have this game to like have this type of game twice in back-to-back games. So yeah. I actually took the over of 21 and a half I, points on Nets games thinking he would bounce back. And he and clearly he, and, tried and, to, and he just, he's really in a slump right now, man. And bottom line is he needs to play better and yeah. uh, just to get into a larger conversation. But if he doesn't start to play better, this season could spiral relatively quickly and his play could determine which direction this team really wants to go, whether it wants to compete before his contract is up in a few years or whether we could just be sellers at the deadline and go on a clear tank, regardless if we have our draft pick or not. You could rebuild without your draft pick. We have other draft picks, and this team can get better without, you know, without going yeah. for it this season. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and, it's, and, 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 and the, the scary part, and the strange part about it all is that, you know, as Sarah Kustak even said it, like Bridges isn't hitting shots tonight and, and the, and Knicks are, are attacking him. So uh, f- from what, from what it looked like from Jaylen, the eye test, Jalen Brunson cooked Bridges multiple times tonight. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I test looking at the, like, just watching the game. Uh, obviously I'll, I'll go back and, and watch it a little bit, but just, just watching it like live, it, it, it looked like the Knicks were attacking him a little bit more. So we'll see how the Knicks ended up uh, as, uh, on offense with uh, Bridges as the main defender, but he just has to be better on both sides. And I think, I think, I think he's just gassed. I mean, he obviously played in FIFA, uh, FIFA, uh, FIBA World Cup this uh, this yeah. uh, this summer. And I, th- I think, I think it's just taken a lot out of him. He, he's not a guy that's going to take a rest. And I think it's, I don't want to say this because we're on a four game losing streak. So obviously these upcoming back to backs are going to be tough to sit him, but it's going to be one of those games. Cause I know he doesn't want to give up, get rid of his active streak that he just kind of walks in, plays the tip and then walks out uh, so that he can just get the game on his marker. But yeah, I mean, Bridges ha- just has to be better. I'm like, there's no sugar coating it. Bridges has to be better. Cam Johnson has to be better. He obviously showed up tonight, um, but and- it just wasn't enough. And, and, and you want to know who I'm really disappointed in today? Like, look, we can talk about Bridges all day. He he was just not good, right? But Nick Claxton, Mitch Robinson is out, right? Jericho right. Sims is out, and you, you're going against you're going against Hartenstein and an old man Gibson who wears number sixty seven, probably for his age. And and you're and I think I mean I could look it up right now. I, I think he had I think he went two for three, three for five from the field. I mean. It, Eight rebounds, like DiVincenzo was was rebounding as if he was Wilt Chamberlain out there tonight. It, it, it just the, the hustle wasn't there, and, and it's just frustrating. And I don't even want to look at the box score anymore because I'm going to start and going on a rant. It's just the larger conversation that you know you tune into a game. I'm watching with my roommate tonight, right? Who doesn't watch the NBA every single night, but he's a basketball fan, and you're just watching and you think Hartenstein is a better basketball player than Claxton. And then you know Nets fans are talking about paying this guy four years, twenty five million a year. It's just it's what it's to me. It's a relatively simple decision. I mean, if Claxton wants to stay here, you know, at at a discount because he loves Brooklyn, that's fine. But he has too many flaws in his game uh, for me to to pay that guy a ton of money because he on a night to night gets outplayed by centers in this league that you know aren't top five centers that are Hartenstein's that are Joseph Juice Nurkic, you know, so. And, and you look at the box score, right? And you see Dayron Sharp played 19 minutes and had 15 rebounds. And he looks like he's guarding people like Julius Randle and Isaiah Hardenstein a lot stronger. And he's playing with a lot more energy. So uh, I do want to get into Jock Vaughn, though, right? I like So we were talking about Mikhail Bridges before. And we're talking about his shooting struggles. I think it's just an overall coaching problem right now on the offense. Uh, you look at the team and they're completely out of sorts. I mean... 
we don't run plays. It's it just it's ISO ball or pick and roll ball. And you look at our team and let's let's look at the box score for this game. And everyone besides Cam Johnson shot under fifty percent. That that that's a guard or a forward. So Bridges shot four for twenty one. Dinwiddie shot three for eleven. Cam Thomas shot eight for eighteen. Doreen Finney-Smith shot three for eight, and Royce O'Neal shot two for eleven, and specifically shot two for ten from three. Royce O'Neal's taking ten threes in itself is a problem. So I mean. Jock Vaughn, in my opinion, the reason that these players are shooting so poorly over the last five games is the inconsistency in the rotations. Uh, there's a ton of players like Cam Johnson that get pulled five minutes within to the first quarter. You watch the Knicks, and their whole entire starting lineup is in until three minutes left in the first quarter. They're able to get minutes together. They're able to get actual consistency, and they know that if they don't make a bad player, they're not going to get pulled in one second. So do you have any thoughts on Jock Vaughn's rotations? I think they've been... Uh, inadequate to say the best in my opinion yeah I mean I don't I don't like the Knicks rotation just because I think that Tibbs plays his, his starters way too much and I and I and he almost he almost lost Jalen Jalen Brunson last week uh for keeping him him and keeping him at, in in a blowout for no reason but I mean yeah obviously you need those guys to play a little bit more but I, I mean I was saying on Twitter today like the starting lineup is just like when you look at the numbers, it's it, they're not a good starting lineup. We're, we're I think we're minus nine and a half. We were not a minus nine and a half in our net rating, and it's going to be a lot worse after tonight's game. The offense, it, it almost looks like we're just waiting for the defense to be late on their rotations, and 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 it's not from our passing. We're just hoping that they're they're late on their rotations for whatever reason, whether it's doubling Cam Thomas or Bridges, and and we kind of find the open guy, but we we can't do that. I mean. It doesn't look like we're running much, many sets. And obviously, I'll look back at the at how the offense was run this this game, but it just it looked really stagnant. And I, and I think that's a major reason why when when you have Cam Thomas going off too, like the offense becomes stagnant. So like if they double Cam Thomas, once he passes out of it, the offense doesn't kind of know what to do. So it's just yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know what we can do. I think we're missing a true point guard to kind of settle us in. And obviously, we got the 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 exact exact Ben Simmons news that we were expecting, so like I th- I think sooner rather than later if we we want to fix this team and obviously uh, you have Dennis Smith Jr. coming back on Friday but we we need a point guard on this team that's going to be able to kind kind of run this offense and we just don't have that right now and I think that goes into a lot of what we're seeing in the faults in the offense of Jack Vaughn. And, you know, Lonnie Walker being out, Dennis Smith Jr. being out, like we're shorthanded and it's just, it's, I, I, you could just see our energy levels of where we want to play is just not there anymore. And, and and obviously eight straight weeks of not having a full team is going to take the effects on it. And this, this West Coast trip just kind of uh, brought it to the forefront. From a ball handling perspective, those two guys would definitely help. Uh, I mean, we don't have, besides Dinwiddie and Cam Thomas, uh, anyone else who could really bring up the ball and push the ball in a fast break and, you know, pl- it doesn't allow us really to play with pace. The Knicks completely uh, outran us tonight and killed us on fast break points. And they're one of the slower teams in the league. They were just getting rebounds and throwing full court passes up the floor for wide open layups. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for, by the way, starting Cam Johnson. I think he does deserve to be in the starting lineup. But, yeah. from a, you know, the, the Nets are a deep team and, we're going, we're going out there throwing Cam Johnson, who's 6'8 and skinny, on Julius Randle, 
I mean, that that shouldn't be the game plan when we have someone as perfect as Dorian Finney-Smith to go out there and guard him. And I think Dorian Finney-Smith did do a better job on him. I, I'm, you know, maybe that's taking Dinwiddie out of the lineup for tonight and telling Cam Thomas to bring up the ball. And if that doesn't work, you you know, you could put Dinwiddie in within three minutes and Cam Thomas can come off the bench. It doesn't have to be a one-on-one Johnson for Finney-Smith swap, but I thought that was a bad decision not starting Dorian Finney-Smith tonight just from a defensive purpose, not because Cam Johnson hasn't played well. Uh, you know, and that's an adjustment that Jock Vaughn didn't make and Randall completely killed us, you know, to start the game and set the tone early. Um, yeah, I yeah. think I, th- I, 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 I agree with you with the D- with uh, Dorian Finney-Smith starting. I, I, I personally, and, and this is, I, I know people, they kill me on, on Twitter about this. This is no knock on, on Cam Thomas. I think Cam Thomas, without a true point guard on the court, it, it, the, the, like I just said, the offense gets a little bit stagnant. So I, I would bring Cam Thomas off the bench. Um, so that he can kind of play, he can kind of watch how the game's going, and then come in against not not the bench guys because the Knicks don't bench their starters, but when when they're a little bit more uh, tired and kind of go at them because he does attack the rim really well, and he does get to his spots when he when he needs to. I wow. think starting the game off with Dorian Finney-Smith on Randall would have helped tremendously, and 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 you saw like Cam Thomas as great as he is offensively. He, I mean, DiVincenzo, he, he was guarding him tonight, he, and he just torched us. I think I, right. last time I checked, he had 23 points. I'm not sure where he ended up at. I could check right now. Um, but it's it just – No, like, listen, I understand from Cam Thomas, like how the offense – and it's, beca- it's become a recurring theme where in our losses, Cam Thomas seems to play his best, right, when he's scoring 30 to 35 points. But, I, you know, in my opinion, I think they're – I understand that there becomes a lot of ball watching when Cam Thomas is playing like that, but I think it's the team's job to go out there and find their role on those type of nights. And, you know, Mikhail Bridges was advertised as a player like that, that could be a role player, that could play off the ball and go make a play when it's his time. And when when Cam, Tom, uh, Cam Thomas does get doubled, he could actually make some shots too. Because to be honest, you could look at those same box scores that he scores 35 and look at the Twins numbers and the Twins are shooting, you know, uh, a yeah. combined thirty percent. So I think, I think I think just I just quickly I think bringing Cam Thomas off the bench from a personal standpoint would take a big toll on him. And I generally agree with you. If the Nets were competing for a real champ, like competing for a championship, but right now there's no reason, in my opinion, to I think it could set him back personally. And I would I would put Dinwiddie to the bench before Cam Thomas. And you know you could pull them early if it's not working, but I just I would keep Thomas in the starting lineup for that reason. I, I think I think when you I think when you look at it, 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 it goes two ways. Uh, what what is what is the objective of the year, right? Like when when the Nets set out their goals at the beginning beginning of the year, like was it to develop this team for future years, or was it to develop and make the playoffs this year? And, 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 I if, think, and I don't think to me that that decision's even been made yet. And I think every Nets fan in the world is like, well, go, think, we go back and forth in our head every week, depending on how we're playing of which way this team is heading. And it's getting a little tiring, in my opinion. And I hope it becomes no, I a little think, clear within the next couple of weeks. I think the answer's out there, though, right? Like when, you, when you're playing, when you're playing Royce O'Neal, right? Uh, what, 28 minutes. Oh, over like 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 those are the things you have to look at, right? Like JV is playing like and and yeah. and, and we can and we could all disagree or agree, right? Because I'm sure you're probably in 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 the 
in in the opinion of of Jalen Wilson probably getting more minutes. But when we look at it and we want to know what our goals are in the year, like Jalen Wilson not getting minutes, Harry Giles not getting minutes, right? Like like Nick Claxton had five fouls today. Uh, uh, Dayron Sharp had four, four had five fouls. We had four quick ones and, and and no minutes for Giles, right? So like when you look at those, when you look at that, like. JV is putting trust in his veterans and like that tells me like our goal this year is to make the playoffs so that Houston doesn't get a, a good pick right let's say because they own our pick it's not like even a swap it's not like we're like oh all right well Houston's going to be equally bad and we'll just swap like a, a, a yeah, 10 no. for a 12 we'll, like we just we'll have don't have our yeah right. there's no incentive to not play well right so in that regard when 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 when, when we have a point guard go ahead go ahead I was going to say, I think Josiah just has a little PTSD from the last few years of, you know, what type of team was on the floor. So he wants to put a competitive team on the floor that plays the right way every single night. And, you know, that Nets fans can be proud of. And I'm not saying this team hasn't been that, but I hope that, you know, idea, like ideological theory isn't at the, you know, doesn't hurt the team more than what he wants because if we're not sellers at the deadline when we should be that's just going to set us back because losing Nick Claxton to another team without getting rid of him is unacceptable and same with Royce O'Neal and same with Spencer Dinwiddie and I also think signing guys like Dinwiddie and Claxton for way too much money is also unacceptable so I really just hope they're strategical about the next step in this process here because I do think we have pieces to build around when it comes to the Twins and when it comes to Cam Thomas. And just talking about Nets Twitter real quick, it doesn't have to be you're either Team Cam Thomas or Team the Twins. Yeah, exactly. We're all, we're all <laughs> on the same team here, and I want them all to figure out how to play together, and that's the dream. And if we can get people around those three and we could all start playing better defense, you know, I, that would be an awesome team to watch. So I, I want to stop that narrative right, like, real yeah, quick. I mean, uh, yeah, continue. Cam Johnson is getting killed on on Twitter today, and I have I'm I'm still trying to figure out why. But yeah, like you said, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I I think this that like this notion that has to be A or B like t- like player A or player B um comes from like the KD and Kyrie stands where it was like very mu- or Harden stands too like like if KD had a bad day day it was like, you know Kyrie doesn't get any help and like vice versa. So I think we're still stuck in that superstar uh, fan fandom, and I think a lot of I think a lot of the Nets fans that have lingered around uh, the last couple of years were those KD Kyrie stands that kind of kind of just stated. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the direction of the team has like I I know they know what it is, right? Like, and if, and the fans are still wondering what what the direction of it is. I I, I personally think that they're trying to make the playoffs because they really have no other option than try to go all out and. And and it was successful for Marks uh, when he took over and had no picks. They they just weren't allowed to tank and they had to go all out, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I think that's where they're going. But I I think Cam Thomas is going to benefit from a point guard on the floor, and I think Marks has to go out. And if Marks has to go out and be a buyer at the deadline, if 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 the plan is to make the playoffs, he has to bring in a point guard because at this point, Ben Simmons, if he comes back, is if he comes back, like I. I I'm I'm tired of even updates anymore. Like, don't update me he's, every two weeks. Like, he's, if he's two gonna weeks come back away from being two weeks away, man. It's that's exactly. where we always are. He's and, never and ending sick, two weeks away. And I'm sick and tired of, of being sick and tired of hearing about Ben Simmons. You know, so 
It's just, you know, yeah, it's just, it's I'm frustrating. I'm excited for Dennis Smith Jr. to come back. I'm yeah, he's going to be a big help. Lonnie Walker to come back. Those two guys were playing fantastic, and with everyone playing the way they are, I'm sure they would see more and more minutes if they were playing the way they were when they were uh, healthy and in the rotation. Uh, you know, getting into just where we are after losing by uh, 17 to Utah, after losing by 19 to the Knicks, we've lost four in a row. I think all Nets fans can clearly say this team is not a contender. Uh, I don't even think we could win a a first-round play-in series. I mean, a first-round series. And I think we'll definitely be a play-in team at the moment. I don't see us being top six. And hopefully we could win that play-in. And then, you know, you never know what could happen. Uh, Just look at the Miami Heat from last year. But uh, the last week or two has really just been, uh, you know, a look-in-the-mirror moment for Nets fans after everything was going so well. But looking ahead now, uh, we do have Denver on Friday night. That's a tough game. I don't really expect us to just wake up and beat a team like that with the way we've been playing. You got to be at, you know, your, you got to bring your A game. So I think we could all mark that as our fifth loss in a row. And then the scary part comes, right? <laughs> then we have Detroit the night after on Saturday. And then we have Detroit again on Tuesday. And the question I have for you, Matt, is if we lose back-to-back games against Detroit, does Jock Vaughn lose his job? Yeah, 100%. You think so? But, this early in the season? Yeah. Look, I... I, I <laughs> this is like, look, honestly, the way the Nets are playing, and I, I've noticed the Pistons, for anyone who like, hasn't been following the Pistons and only really follows the Nets, they've lost over 20 games in a row, and when they play the Nets, if they lose both of those games, they break some sort of record of the most games lost in a row in over 30 years or... It's some sort of crazy statistic like that, so they'll have some motivation to yeah, actually win a game. And the way they've been playing, they've been trending towards winning. And the way we've been playing, we just lose every game by more and more. So it's so scary. we might, so we might, yeah. So we they've they've actually lost twenty four in a row. The rec the record is uh, twenty six for the uh, from the Cavaliers uh, the year that LeBron had left them. That's so fucking wild, man. <laughs> yeah. So so lost twenty six and lost twenty seven will come from the Nets on Saturday and, and Tuesday if that happens. Now we might get a little bit lucky here. The Pistons do play the Jazz tomorrow night on a back to back. The Jazz are playing tonight, so we might get lucky and now and, and then and then talking about the denver game they, they play the hornets on a back-to-back on saturday so they, they might be sitting some some guys um that day as well um kind of uh mix and matching um who's who's playing and who's not if if i was them i would obviously sit guys against the hornets who are a, a lesser team than the nets but at the same time we're on a four-game losing streak so I don't think they, that might. They, you know, they, they even look at us that much different than the Hornets, to be honest. No, 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 no. But, but, but you can, you, you do, you do look at matchups and stuff like that, where I think that they can, they can go a game without um, some of their top guys against the Hornets and still pull off that victory. Uh, but, but look, the Detroit game, obviously I'll be there and it's just going to be, I, I just hope they lose tomorrow and I'll, I'll, I'll be tuning in to my uh, league pass and watching Utah Jazz against Detroit Pistons for uh, no other reason than hoping that Detroit wins because I, I just don't want to go into Saturday with that with that lingering and and a potential five game losing streak <laughs> on our head there because then it's going to get interesting and 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 going back to your Jack Vaughn question I mean I saw Avery Johnson in 2012 right 2012 <laughs> yeah 2012 win. Yeah win coach of the month in November and get fired before the year was over. So anything's possible. I know, I know Jack Vaughn has a leash because he's, you know, he's been here with the franchise forever, but if you drop two in a row, 
to the Pistons, who have not won in uh, 24 games, potentially 25 tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, t- t- your numbers. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be on the hot seat at least at the very least. But I mean, the, the, the fan base will definitely be calling for his name. If if we lose to Denver on Friday and then lose to Detroit on Saturday, that Tuesday game is going to be. You know, I think everyone will be very well aware that if we lose that one, that Jock Vaughn's job will potentially be in jeopardy despite his tenure with the team. And I wouldn't be asking you this if the body language of the team just didn't look so poor when you're watching them, right? And I know that you could just attribute that to the fact that the team was down by 15 to 20 all game. Or you could just say that the team's kind of, you know, Jock Vaughn's kind of losing everyone and the locker room's kind of being lost. Dinwiddie is just all over the floor crying to refs every single game. And Mikhail Bridges just clearly doesn't look happy out there like he used to. Um, it's like, if we, we don't remember, but when we first got him last year, you know, the energy was just so high. And he was coming off screens and catching the ball and hitting mid-ranges. And it was just all over the court. And, you know, there, there seems to just not be that much joy as there used to be watching this Nets team. And I think JV... Uh, I'm not sure what it is. I mean, maybe the players don't like JV. I mean, didn't he made a comment a week or two ago? Like, you know, sometimes you just don't listen to dad and you got to talk to your uncle referring to Kevin Ollie. But, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying JV is a bad coach, but I wouldn't, you know, say most Nets fans think he's one of the better coaches in the league. He clearly hasn't proven that. And the Nets just really need to turn it around fast because if we, like you said, the way the team, you know, the, the, the minutes that are being allocated to certain players, uh, the way the team is structured, the you know, we don't have any incentives with draft picks. We're trying to win this year. And if he can't get us to even come close to that, then, you know, we might need to reconsider. Uh, so Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know. If, I, I wouldn't say that they don't like Jack Vaughn or, or, or he's losing the team. I, I, I personally think, and I think, I think the Nets are just tired. I mean, if you look at the rotation, they're, they're doing, a, they're, they're an eight to nine man rotation right now. And you have some key guys that should be pl- that 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 play big minutes, and in, in, you know, in Dennis Smith Jr. and uh, Lonnie Walker that were out. You you lost Dorian Finney-Smith for a game, so you you've had injuries, and and I think yeah. that, I think that, this five game road trip took a lot. What was that? I know I agree they're fatigued, but I wouldn't say Dennis Smith Jr. Lonnie Walker are taking up a chunk of minutes, uh, but. I hear you. Like they're they they're they're definitely going to make an impact when they're back. No, they're. I mean, look like like if you look at it game by game, they're they're not their minutes are not going to be an impact. But when you're playing, you especially know, especially with Ben Simmons out, right? Because those guys got a ton more minutes when he was out, and now all yeah, three yeah, of them are out. So it's a domino effect right there. The yeah, but if you're, if you're playing if you're playing five games on the road in seven days, like that's a lot, it, especially when you're like shifting like going to Denver on a back-to-back, like just playing in that game takes a lot out of you. And then just like cut, trying to recover from that takes a lot out of you. Cause I don't know if you've ever been in Denver, but I, I walked 20 minutes in the airport and I felt like I just ran a marathon. So like, I can't right. even imagine what these guys go through playing at that, uh, that high above sea level. But, and I, I'm not a doctor or anything like physical therapist or anything like that to even know. But I, I know, I know personally it takes a lot out of you just from walking a little bit. So I, I think these guys need to get their legs under him, under them again, and and you could see that in Bridges as well. So like, I don't think Jack Vaughn's losing the team, but if the if the if the losses start accumulating against these like weaker opponents, then you will definitely see that. Because the one thing we've seen out of the Nets this year is they've beaten the the guys that they were supposed to beat, and that's kind of going downhill right now after losing to the Hornets and then and then and then and then the Jazz on Monday night. The Knicks 
I mean, let's say it like the Knicks are a better team than us. They they the are, are definitely a better team than the Nets. I mean, yeah. If all so like, we're not there yet. Hear we're, us yeah, say it out loud. It's it's a true fact. I mean, that doesn't yeah, mean they, at the end of the season that the Nets can't have a similar record to the Knicks, but uh, they're definitely. Uh, you know, a more organized, well coached, harder playing basketball team. Yeah, the one. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm really dis. I'm just really frustrated because going into the season, I always. I thought that this Nets team would be very similar to the um, 2020-2021 Knicks, where they weren't like like a great team. They weren't like that talented, but they still got the fourth seed just because they hustled every night. Uh, and I really thought that like when you got when you have defenders on your team like Claxton, Bridges, Dennis Smith Jr., Cam Johnson, like you would have not, I know you would never have a blowout night. You know, it would come here or there, but it would never be one of these four out of the last five games we've been blown out. And it's not just about losing, it's the like like you said, it's the way we're losing, right? And it, in the beginning of the season, those first two games that we lost and we were 0 2, we played two very good teams and we lost by one or two points, and at the end of the day, we're 0 2, but morale is pretty high. When you lose like yeah. this, uh, morale starts to turn very quickly. And, you know, you don't think with players like you mentioned, Claxton Bridges, Cam Johnson, that you'd consistently lose like this because those guys are known for playing hard on a night to night basis. And they were known as one of the better team defenders in the league. The problem is, it seems to be that none of these guys, whether it's Claxton, even Bridges, or Cam Johnson, are you know, great point of attack defenders. They're more so team defenders, and it's clearly showing on our defense uh, where we're playing this drop coverage instead of switching, and, you know, teams are killing us. I know that really wasn't the problem tonight uh, against the Knicks, but our our, def- our defense as a whole is clearly our biggest problem, and we need to fix it. And, I, you know, we're, we're, I, I mentioned this on the last podcast, but our, our front court is just skinny with those three guys. I mean, you know, the, a lot, like if you look at the Knicks, even with their backup center, they're way bigger than us. They're way bigger than us. And a lot of the teams in the East, uh, the Celtics with Tatum and Porzingis, and they even have Jalen Brown, who's strong. You look at Milwaukee with Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Everyone's bigger than us, Philly with Embiid, and we don't have any brute force. And, you know, if we're going to start Cam Johnson at the four, it's just going to put us at a disadvantage every single night. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure where we're heading when it comes to finding a fix on the defensive end. And maybe we'll go out and look for someone at the deadline. Maybe we'll start starting Dorian Finney-Smith. But uh, just changing the topic real quick before we go. Uh, I know it's late. We're we're filming right after the Knicks game. It's 1045 right now on the East Coast. But Cam, Johns, uh, Cam Thomas had 41 against Golden State. Uh, 32 against Utah and now 20 against New York tonight. I just want to give him some flowers, you know, give him his credit. That's 93 points over the last three games. At the end of the day, uh, it's hard to score the basketball at the rate he's scoring. And I know we're losing, but we should appreciate the the greatness. And, you know, I, I don't want to call it art because fuck Kyrie Irving. But when you watch him play basketball, uh, it looks easy. And you think about him, it's, you know, he's very small and he's getting doubled. and. It's, you know, simple isolations and with how little he's played over the you know, course of his career. It's super impressive to see what he's doing. And it might not be the best style of basketball, but I'm happy to see him progressing. Yeah. And, and, and um, yeah, I mean, that's why I'm pretty high on Cam Thomas, because, I mean, I think the most difficult thing to do in the NBA uh, is score the basketball. And he, and he does that at a high rate. He's pretty efficient with it as well. I mean, he has his nights where he's not efficient, but 
all in all, like he, he's a pretty efficient scorer. So, and he's 22. And I think I touched upon this on the last episode. It's going to take a bit for him to get into his own. And I, I did, I did a little bit of, you know, analysis on his assist percentages based on his usage and like where he like, you know, racks up next yeah. to these other guys that are high up, have higher usage uh, percentages. So like, that's going to come into his, you know, repertoire, but he, he needs to work on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, 93 in three games, like obviously he's a great, he's a great scorer. He's always going to be a great scorer. And, and, and I, I believe that he will take that next step and you could see he's becoming a better distributor, but he'll get there. And, and, and he's going to be a guy where like, he's got a, a small enough con- contract. We have a great Mikel Bridges contract on, on the books. Like, I think this is if 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 not this deadline, at least next summer, like is when we should go after a star player to team up with Cam and Bridges and uh, and and get this team to the next level. But yeah, I mean, Cam Cam's been awesome offensively. Like, you, there's there's no denying that he's just he's he's unreal and he's kept us in a lot of games and he's kind of been that bright spot for us. Right, and I think we could all agree right now that on a contending team, Cam Thomas can't be the guy that you know has the highest usage percentage on that team. Uh, and uh, you know, in no. an ideal world, he'll have the second or third most. And you know, the Nets are starting in that position right now. Uh, I'm just happy to see him continue to play better, and uh, hopefully, we could start to see some playmaking. Uh, you know, he actually had a few nice passes to Claxton tonight. Five assists uh, tonight, yeah. Not- uh, before we go, let's talk about all the money you're making, man. Another big cash for you tonight. What was your bet? Tell, tell the listeners you're you're currently ten and three, and I'm four and nine. And I obviously I, I spoke about it earlier, but I took Mikhail Bridges over twenty one and a half points, and he shot four of twenty one. Uh, of course, you know I mushed him tonight. Maybe I should just start taking the Nets unders, and they'll start playing better. It sounds pretty simple to me, but uh, <laughs> tell the fans what you took tonight after going ten and three so far. Yeah, so I took uh, D- uh, Dorian Finney-Smith points plus rebounds over ten and a half. He finished with ten points, three rebounds, that netted him thirteen. Uh, didn't look that great actually uh, heading into the fourth quarter, but then he, you know, he hit a three and he got a he went to the free throw line, got those five points, and then he got a couple rebounds there at the end. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Th- I I I I kind of expect I I I thought that Dorian Finney-Smith was going to have a great game today just because of like the news that came out where his father was released from prison and he was yep. like high spirits. I thought he was going to kind of go out and give us one of those like 5 for 9, like 6 for 10 performances from the three-point line. Bold so take. I looked at that. I love it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean I was in I was in between and 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 so it's hit in the last eight out of the last 10 games. Now uh 9 out of the last 11 games that's it's it's hit. Uh, over ten and a half for his points rebounds, so I thought uh, those numbers were pretty low for him. But like, like I think you mentioned in the last pod, uh, once you start looking at your own team a lot more and like really dive into it, it's a little bit uh, easier to look at those like inconsistencies from Vegas. Um, but yeah, the his his he also his point line was at seven and a half today, and I think he's averaging like eleven points a game. So it it was yeah. just very. Weird and and like knowing that Harden's team is out and there's a chance that the Knicks could go, uh, the Nets could go small. It was a great Jer- uh, Jericho and, Sims. Who did I say? Oh yeah, Harden I said Harden. yeah. Jericho Sims is out, and uh, you know I think maybe maybe. Nah, I was just gonna tell a pretty rated R joke, and I'll I'll, I'll tell it to you off camera uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> about yeah, whatever. 
but yeah, you've been making money for yourself. I wouldn't be surprised if FanDuel, you know, thinks you're on the Nets coaching staff or something with what you're betting and, you know, like the sharp lines you've been putting out. Like I couldn't even parlay points plus rebounds because there's probably such low liquidity on it that, you know, you're like one of the yeah, you people can't. betting it. Uh, yeah. But good for you. You've been killing it. I haven't been killing it. I'm working on my game. I'm not sure what's going on. But uh, yeah, Matt, thanks for hopping on. Uh, I know it's late here on the East Coast. Uh, this is what we do for the fans of Brooklyn Banter. It's been great so far. Uh, it looks like with the game on Friday and Saturday, you want to hop on on Sunday, right, to record next uh, for for everyone? Yeah, it's going to have to be. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a pod uh, Christmas Eve morning probably. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I, I forget when holidays are over. Uh, always, I think. Uh, you know what's interesting? I, I think there's some football, right, on Christmas this year. Am I wrong? Yeah, I'm still watching basketball. I'm, even though Christmas the Nets team. aren't even oh, the Nets aren't playing. I remember when the Nets used to play on Christmas. Those were the yeah, days. Yeah, we'll get a whole basketball day. Yeah, I think I think there's some games on on Christmas Day. I know I know there's a full slate on uh, Christmas Eve, which is the normal Sunday games. Our guy behind can't. the scenes is telling us that it's not Niners Ravens on Christmas night, which is honestly that's a great game. I, I might have to. That's a great the, game. I might have to bet the Niners uh, and bet against the Knicks. I think the Knicks are playing the Bucks on. Uh, on Christmas, and it reminds me because, like, when I was little, one of my first memories of watching basketball was just like super sick on Christmas. You know how, like, you're a kid and you always get sick when it's like snowy out, and Carmelo just like hit like two or three threes and did the you know three to the dome a couple yeah. times, and Mike Breen said bang. I know this is a Nets yeah. podcast, but I love basketball yeah, 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 on yeah. Christmas, and I remember when the Nets used to play. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back there soon. I, I don't foresee it unless we start. Bringing in some, you know, as Stephen A says, box office players, but yeah, yeah, we might need to make a Donovan Mitchell trade or something to to get to that level. But I mean, we'll be there one day again. But we have, we have the to assets, ro- you know, we have we a have deep roster, ro- we have a ton of picks. I'm still confident. I wanna, I wanna be optimistic. Like I keep saying this after every podcast, but I'm gonna race what I've seen, and I'm gonna go into next game feeling good. And you know, Bridges plays every single night, so I need to come out there, you know, and play every night as a fan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it's, we've, I, I, I will, I will say this and I'm going to date myself here. I've, I've been through, you know, uh, the Marbury days. Uh, I've been through, uh, just in case migraine. The what? It's a Devin Harris days. Yeah, I mean, I I I went through Jason Kidd's migraine. I I, I lived through twelve and seventy, right? I lived through the Pierce trade. So th- like, this is nothing. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll 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 get through it. <laughs> we'll get through it. All right. We will. We will. Well, all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, Follow us on Spotify and Apple and Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. And as always, go Nets.